Welcome to another episode of Comedy Wham Presents with me, your host, Valerie, and mm, sometime co-host, Ms. Purrington, who's out on the streets right now and needs to come home. Uh, ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy, including those just passing through. And you can keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at ComedyWham or on our ComedyWham Facebook page. Please rate and review us on iTunes if you're listening to this podcast. And if you're in Austin, check out our ComedyWham.com events page, which uh, gives you a full listing of shows happening around town. Uh, we also bring you articles, album reviews, and live shows featuring the best in Austin comedy in all its shapes and formats. Launched in 2016, the podcast project brings you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations and will usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the Austin comedy scene one of the best in the country. Today, I'm talking to somebody uh, kind of early in the morning, which is unusual for most comics here in Austin. He's been on all the shows that you know around town. He's the co-host of the Comedy Cellars. He's uh, hosted and produced Over the Rainbow at Alamo Draft House. He has performed at the Laugh Factory, the Comedy Store in L.A., the uh, Denver Comedy Works. I think that's the right name of it. That's it. All right. Uh, and then this is just, you know, this is editorial for me, because uh, if you check out his Instagram page, I have to ask, is he a supermodel? I don't know. Question <laughs> mark. We'll find out. Uh, one of he, He's represented, and one of his credits is he's conversational in French and German. We might just test that out today. We'll see. Uh, and I don't nearly, I don't get to see him nearly enough. Uh, around town. He is very, very funny, very energetic, and I'm so excited. Uh, now Comedy Wham presents Colton Dowling. Hello. Hi, welcome. It's me. <laughs> it's you. Wow, all those things. I'm like, wow. That's <laughs> <It's> you. <laughs> that is true. Is that my LinkedIn? <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't even look at LinkedIn. You shouldn't look at my LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll look at a LinkedIn, but I don't think of it because I think, you know, there for LinkedIn, you're trying to look super professional. Oh, yeah. And so it's a little too scrubbed. I like to find, you know, more nitty gritty type, totally. type things in my oh, <laughs> research. Yeah. You don't want the lies. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. I know exactly. what my LinkedIn is like. So, you know, I have to assume other people do that too. Totally. You're uh, not the CEO of Pepsi. <laughs> no. I'm the CEO of Pepsi. <laughs> oh, that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Spell P E P S Y. <laughs> no, you can make oh, you could be whatever job you want. <laughs> I'm not because I had to get a real job. Uh, that's un that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, wait, wait. Yeah, it's bummer, okay. Bummer, bummer. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for for making the drive out here. We both had hopes that you would be my hero because I'm missing my cat. Oh yeah. Uh, I try not to interject too much of what's going on in my personal life during these interviews, but um, on your way here, you you did say, uh, "What color is your cat?" And I thought like, I found oh, your cat. <laughs> I thought I found your cat, and then it looks like I'm. <laughs> a little bit bigoted. I thought all cats look alike. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> <man>, get out. <laughs> it wasn't a dog. He ran away. Of course he did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's rough. But of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we've, we've gotten the ice broken, but I do have an official icebreaker question okay. for you. One word to describe your past. Nonlinear. Oh, I like that. Nonlinear. Do you want to elaborate on that? Well, <laughs> you know how... So, I'm an army brat. Okay. So, 
Uh, I've moved around like as short as like 10 months. And then the longest one I ever did was six years. Um, and I think that so much of people's narrative, because we're humans and we have a mm-hmm. slump towards narrative, you're trying to like sum up and like, this is the type of person you are so that you can give that to people and they feel safe. And they're like, Oh, he's this type of person. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to like condense my past down, but like I've been a hairstylist. I've been like, I've worked in Paris as a, as a model. I, uh, you really were a model. I really was a model. I did, I did the whole thing. Wow. (laughs) I mean, you know, it could have been a more successful model, but as far as I was an open micer of, of, of of modeling. <laughs> but you know, who is it these days? You uh-huh. know, these days. I don't know what that means. But then, you know, uh, I worked in finance for a little bit. Turns out a little bit of a socialist. Didn't love that mm. whole thing. So, uh, then I cut hair for a while. Uh, I don't know what else I said, but just been, oh, I was a cartoon animator for a little bit. Wow. I was a wine mom. I just got, what? I was just, I just had two dogs and my boyfriend was a doctor. So I just got drunk on boxed wine all day. <laughs> And I'd yell at the dogs, and then when he'd come home, I'd yell at him and be like, why isn't anybody paying attention to me? And it's like, how do you tell somebody that uh-huh. when they're just meeting you? So I just usually say I'm from Colorado. Oh. <laughs> you know, just like to keep it short. <laughs> keep it short. They go, oh, how, how relatable. Uh-huh. I'm like, I didn't love it uh-huh. because I grew up in Colorado Springs. Well, okay. I went to high school in Colorado Springs. Okay. And I also lived in England. I was a rugby player for a little bit. Did rugby? What? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Is it just like how do you my tell somebody awful. this? <laughs> how do you tell somebody this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, you. You kind of just get invited you, to Comedy Slam to do a yeah. podcast. And <laughs> Perfect, and then just like lay yeah. down a little bit more facts. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, oh, I was straight for a little bit too. Oh, you were- <laughs> I always forget to tell people that I wasn't always this gay. I just. <laughs> But boy, am I now, right? <laughs> I've been telling people that I actually identify now as Pan, as Labyrinth. And I don't know what it means because I can't really, I haven't seen the movie, but oh, I think yeah. Nazis were involved? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. It's just, what does that mean for my sexuality? Yeah. Oh, no. I really don't know. That's great, though. Oh, my God. I don't, uh, I think yeah. you asked me, well, how would you describe my past? And I almost was about to tell you the first porn I ever saw. I was eight years old. Oh, it geez. featured, I know, well, in England, uh, after 10 p.m., um, they just start showing it. They're just like, we don't know what TV is anymore. <laughs> what, is this the internet? Here's the internet. And so after 10 p.m., they show you the internet. And it was called, a movie called Up. And it was a montage what? of, I know, <laughs> the, like the it movie, it makes it. it, it makes it so hard to find this porn. Now that, now that I, it's hard. I, you can do it. You have, it's up exclamation mark. It's a montage of different scenes, but as an eight year old, it was very confusing for uh-huh. me because my dad was in the army. <laughs> there was no military scenes, but we had a lot of rules. The first scene was a, like a traditional cop scene where she's driving down the road. She gets a ticket. And she has to get out of the ticket. Uh-huh. Then the next scene was just like um, Hitler with BDSM, oh, <laughs> and 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 then then it would cut away to like a football like locker room scene. Um, I don't know what she I don't know what she was doing in there, but <laughs> then they would cut back to Hitler. <laughs> oh my gosh! And at the time, I didn't know what BDSM was, so I just thought every movie needs a villain, and of course, Hitler's a bad dude. Uh-huh. He needs to have boobies shoved in his face so that he can't breathe. 
So does that describe my? Oh my god! There's so much to unwrap. Do you have two hours? Because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go into some psychotherapy here. How? My mom's a psychiatrist. Oh, okay. So (laughs) So eight-year-old Colton sees this. Mm -hmm. What does he do with that information? Because I imagine in that you know military family, everything's super strict. Like you said, you follow the rules. Totally. Don't even think about breaking the rules or deviating from a norm. What do you do with that? You just all internalize it? I think you internalize it, but there's also, when there's so many rules, it's about how you can break the rules without, like, not only getting caught, but, like, break the rules without technically breaking the rules. Mm -hmm. So this was TV. I was having a sleepover. Me and my friend Murray were watching this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember both of us just, like, being like, is your penis hurting? (laughs) And he's like... Yeah, dude, mine's really hurting. And I was like, yeah, mine's hurting too, but I I kind of don't want it to stop. And he's like, yeah, yeah, me neither. So I was like, okay, we'll continue watching this with the understanding of that. And I don't, I, you know, okay, so <laughs> I've been told that my company's a little bit dirty. Uh-huh. And I can't believe I already turned this podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Stamp an MA yeah. on this podcast. It truly is. And so I'm sorry about that, <laughs> listeners. I I have been trying so hard to clean it up. <laughs> I sing in my act as well, if you've ever uh-huh. seen me. So that usually masks the how fun it is. Uh-huh. Do you have a question about sex? <laughs> it is too early in the morning. For this. Early in the morning for this, and there is a missing cat out there. There's a missing cat. My son's at a sleepover, so I'm horrified right now. Thinking, How old's your son? Oh my god, thirteen. Oh, he he's having he's having very unfortunate <laughs> his, boners. I mean, god. this was five years before that that was happening. This is, he's doing it. I'm sorry about oh god, that. No. Yeah, he is, and he well, probably has a phone. The internet is on phone. his phone. Yeah, I had I had to look. Well, yeah, you asked, you didn't, but here is my little uh-huh. <laughs> information. I had a PSP, it's a portable PlayStation, uh-huh. and I had uh, you could go on Wi-Fi on it. It was like the first mobile thing uh-huh. that I could like go and like have. Before that, I had to <laughs> go into Word, and I would copy and paste my favorite pictures. Uh-huh. Oh gosh! <laughs> but we only had a black and white printer. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know how to si- scale uh-huh. any of the pictures. So, like, some of them were, like, one inch big. But I didn't. So, I just, like, at midnight, I would go and copy a bunch of pa- pictures and then print them out in black and uh-huh. white. And I forgot I did that. But then um, my sister came home from college, and she was going through the suitcase. And apparently, I had, like, an entire book of black and white DIY, pictures. DIY, like, playboy, playgirl, basically. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> Ah, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Where so, do I want to go from here? Anywhere but sex. I will. I will bring it back. I will okay. always bring right. it back. But just if we could, if we can go to a different area. Uh, what was the most uh, exotic place that you lived growing up? That in your mind, exotic place. I mean, England was pretty good. San Diego was really. <laughs> Well, because I lived underneath the big Mormon temple as oh, an openly gay man. Okay. So the have you ever been to San Diego? I There's have. this like giant white castle mm-hmm. of 
a temple, and I used to live right underneath it. Uh. But it was in UT, which is University City or something like that, which is just like University of San Diego. And so everybody was Asian. Hmm. So I lived in like small Asian community uh-huh. in San Diego, which is predominantly like Hispanic. Mm-hmm. In La Jolla, which is predominantly like affluent white people, yeah, underneath the big Mormon temple. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what to do with that one either. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because you think you would have thought I said Turkey, but yeah. uh, <laughs> did you live in? Tur- no, but oh, we okay. used to go to Turkey a lot. Okay, when well, I lived in Germany. Where? Yeah. Okay. So you just answered that question. Uh, where did you pick up the French and German? I was born in Germany. Ah. Um. And then when I lived in England, my parents would always send me to uh, German ski school. And so at the time, I didn't really speak any German, but I like Mm -hmm. internalized it. So I don't know. I just, when I went to high school, I just picked it up really easy. Hmm. And then it was, I was fluent in it by then. So when I went to college, I minored in it. Ah, nice. And then when I went to Paris, I was like, oh, I better speak French. Mm -hmm. So then I just picked that up. Do you still consider yourself a conversational? In French? No. No. Oh, okay. Well, then we can't we can't go into a little French side. Ask side me. Dialogue. Let's do we'll te- Give me the test. Okay. Uh, bonjour. Comment ça va? Ça va. Ça va, oui. J'ai un secret. Tu as un secret? Oui. Un secret? Non. Oui. Cigarette. Qu'est-ce que c'est? Quoi? Cigarette. Oh, cigarette. Non, je n'ai... Oh, ok. Je pensais que tu disais un ne... secret. Je ne fume pas. Uh... Tu ne fumes pas? Non, ouais. Ah, ok. Est-ce que tu as un secret? Secret? Euh, non, you secret. <laughs> What's that word? What's that word? <laughs> Do you have a secret? <laughs> oh. Oh my. That's actually my favorite word in German, is secret. Ah. Oh. It's geheimnis. I knew that. Oh, did you? Yes, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why, but geheimnis. <laughs> it's just a funny word. Geheimnis. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so like what? Yeah. I have a little secret. <laughs> <laughs> did you, do you get annoyed, and do you like that one video that everybody uses and overuses? It's got you know Hitler yelling at people, the whole cast around a desk, and people reuse it, you know, with different subtitles. Never seen You've it. Never seen never it. Never seen it. I'm not so. I'm not mad yet. Okay, we need to find that to you for you because. Just the w- way the delivery is done, it's very comedic. And then you add on to that that people do different subtitles. It was actually Hitler. Oh no, it's a it's a it's a like movie. Okay. Old. It looks like it was recorded in like you know nineteen forties, fifties when color. Should I look TV. it up? You How would you Google? <laughs> uh, Hitler video yelling, maybe. I don't Hitler know. video yelling. Yeah, All right, we can one try second. that. Oh I don't know God. if meme would would narrow it down because a lot of people use video that. Video <laughs> yelling. We've got a live Google meme. search happening right now as we speak. Um, okay, while you're searching, <laughs> no, this is nothing. <laughs> but <laughs> no, there's nothing. I mean, there's... <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll find it. We'll find it. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. You're obviously natural to go to comedy and, and making people laugh. Do you have an early comedic memory? Uh, yeah. 
I don't know. I can't remember which. Okay, so I came. Uh, I'm one of four kids, and we always uh, had a two captain chair back van type situation. Okay. So we always had to call captain chair. That was like primo status. Um, but we also had two dogs, so we took out one of the captain chairs. So if you called captain chair, that was it. Uh-huh. It was you. You got the one. Um, and my sister was, you know, was pretty good. I was doing a phenomenal impression. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I was six years old and I just never really got any attention. My dad gave me the nickname GT. GT stood for green teeth. He thought I should brush my teeth more, but he didn't really explain that to me. Uh-huh. He thought a uh, childhood nickname would do best. <laughs> my uh, siblings <laughs> picked it up quite well. Uh, one time I accidentally put on my sister's uh, jeans and they were bell bottoms. So um, they called me a uh, British bell bottom boy because they thought I was too British and not enough American um, for their liking. Uh, so very much, very much ostracized within my own family uh-huh. unit, uh, which is hard, you know, being ostracized in school too. Yeah. Um, weirdly enough. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll come back around to, <laughs> okay. to that thought. But I was doing a phenomenal impression. And I just remember my family just being like, this is fucking hilarious. Oh. <laughs> and my sister goes, I used to be the funny one. Oh. And I just remember just looking over at her and giving her an elbow in the chest and like, let me do more of my like wonky voice. Uh-huh. It was probably something like, I'm Chinese or like something really fucked up, you know, because uh-huh. I was eight and I didn't understand. I was, you know, ass. I was the nineties. People loved Asian accents <laughs> for uh, the worst. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying let's go back to the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I say leave the nineties and the eighties where they can fuck off. But <laughs> but as an eight year old, that's you know what I was watching yeah. was nineties yeah. sitcom, and boy was my family giving me love for it. <laughs> yeah, they were wrong. Yeah. But. <laughs> so with all of this, you know, very non-linear uh life that you you led. How, how did I get into comedy? You, yeah. And where <laughs> were enough. you when you when you got into comedy? Um well, and, and what yeah, what what was it that sparked for you? So I would say, um it's it's I I would say that I was dabbled in it. Mm-hmm. I was very much in in person I'm normally not the funny one. Usually, I'm the quiet one who's just watching everybody, and then with like a, is that what it's I'm the, I'm usually not on stage. I'm I'm usually not talking into a microphone. I'm usually listening, watching everybody. Uh-huh. Um, and then I started writing a bunch uh, when I was a wine mom in San Diego, hmm. and I got on stage um, at the American Comedy Co. there, which is their Cap City. It's their their club. Um, they also have a comedy store, but I went to the American Comedy Co. And I fucking bombed so well, hard. But why, why did you go? I went because I was, so I, I was reading Natalie Goldberg, write down, writing down the bones, amazing book. You should read it. Um, and basically I was just writing every single day mm. and I was just like, I don't want this to be a book. I don't know what this is. I'm just going to go on stage because I think I'm hilarious <laughs> and I just it, it came out as like I my boyfriend at the time videoed it and we still have that video somewhere and 
nobody's laughing, but at one point in my set, somebody goes, what the fuck is this guy <laughs> talking about? And and I struggled with that so much of uh-huh. like, how do you convey the thought in your head to a mass amount of people? Yeah. Like, it's a funny idea. Great. How do you convey that? So then I went to UCB and the Groundlings, which mm-hmm. is two improvised uh, houses in L.A., and I would drive three hours or <gasps> two hours up and back. Oh, wow. Um, at, like, most days so that I could do this improvised, like, learning. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Aren't those um, those places... Too uh, expensive and a little bit of a cult? Is that what you're going to say? Because, yes. Close. <laughs> Don't you have to audition to be in the cult? Yes. So you had something. I mean, obviously, they wanted your money, too. But you had something that they were like, yeah, we want this. Totally. This I... I'm, I'm in eighth grade, I was allowed to be in drama mm. because it was in there. It didn't take any like sports time away. And like I was playing very like even in middle school when I lived in the U.S., I would go back to Europe and like travel around on like the traveling soccer team. Oh, wow. And then in um, high school, I'd play rugby and like it was all that. So the high school musical is bullshit, and you can't be in the musical. You can't be in the musical because there's no time for uh-huh. it. And I really wanted to do that. So like, I always like acting. My, okay. I always. I know this is weird, but like, I would do voices for my dog. <laughs> like I did a spot on Elmo impression. Like my dog would fucking go apeshit. Ask me if it was good. <laughs> was it good? <laughs> yeah, it was real good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Amazing. And so I knew I had something yeah. because my dog loved, loved this it. impression. Yeah. Yeah. And I could hear it. <laughs> it was spot on. from spot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, like, I always, like, liked doing those things. Yeah. But, oh, also the first time I auditioned, uh, the teacher said, what the fuck is this guy talking about? He goes, I remember my audition ended and goes, you are one dark motherfucker. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then I obviously wasn't asked back and then I auditioned again and uh-huh. I got it. But, um, yeah, I, it was, it was really hard for me to like convey the thing that I was thinking mm-hmm. because it was so insular. Like my entire life, I didn't express it. So it was what I thought was funny rather than like the approval of other people's mm. thing. So like translating that was really hard. Um, but there's a there's a fine uh, fine line of that because one of the recurring themes that that I find is you have to you have to find what you're saying is funny too. Otherwise, oh yeah. it's not genuine, and that comes off, and then it you know the audience might hate the fact that oh we could tell he's not genuine. He doesn't really think this is funny. Like you have to enjoy what you're saying. So mm-hmm. how how do you uh, uh, you know now yeah how do you navigate that yeah. Um, I, I guess that's what improv did for me, which is like any improvised scene, you have to set up the the ground reality of like Mm -hmm. person, place, where are you? Just like every, every scene is, where are you? What are you doing? And I think that that, that skill allowed me to like set the base reality so that I could layer on the absurdity Mm -hmm. that I, Uh that I like to sprinkle in because what I do is quite quite absurd. <laughs> <laughs> and as you were doing this, you know, I, I just can't even imagine the, the driving that you did to, to take these classes. Are you, 
are you doing stand up at all or is everything no stand up no stand up um zero stand up mm-hmm. i was actually when i was I thought you were going to say, what were you doing in the car for so long? <laughs> were you practicing your stand-up? No, I was in a Dan Carlin. Oh. I love Dan Carlin. Do I have an amazing Dan Carlin impression? I do. Oh, really? Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> and the thing about that is I was driving a lot, of course, but more so. I was driving. <laughs> it was a really good impression. Thank you so much. And <laughs> we'll put in a live track in post. No worries. No worries. No, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Me, 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 me. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, it was. I, do you listen to Dan Carlin? I don't, but I I know all all. So the, he like, like the massive love for for him and his it, history, like five hour episodes or something. <laughs> and five hour episodes of like a five series thing. <laughs> And it gets deeper, and you uh-huh. think about it. And so, like, I'm thinking about, like, World War II and, like, men just sinking in trenches. And then I'll be like, give me a word. <laughs> <laughs> what are we? Let's imagine things. Opening the cabinet. <laughs> yeah. Colton, more space work. More space work. That's not how you mix a cake in a bowl. <laughs> and then I just get back in the car <laughs> and just listen to and then Thermopylae, and they killed everyone in the city. Everyone you know. And then I get home, and the dogs would jump on me, and I drink a box of wine. <laughs> and then I was playing competitive rugby at the time too. Oh my gosh! Uh, on a traveling team for that, actually. And then I was playing for a gay rugby league, which is so much fun. <laughs> but then I blew out my knee playing rugby. Okay, well, actually, I broke up with that boyfriend on Friday. Saturday, I had the last game I was ever going to play in rugby because I was like, I'm going to take this comedy thing seriously. Uh-huh. Blew out my knee that day. Oof. Didn't have health insurance, so I moved to Colorado where that weed thing is really cool uh-huh. for health insurance. I got my knee reconstructed for $10, and I, I know amazing. Jeez. I know. And then I didn't get a, a, a opioid addiction because I was taking a lot of like CBD and like things that are actually like positive for you. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the Denver comedy scene is amazing. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't do, and their improv is shit. It's, oh. <laughs> it's so oh. bad. So I went there and I was like, oh, I'm an improviser. I don't have anywhere to improvise. Let me try the stand-up thing again. Yeah. And they're great. I, I still go to Denver like every other month. Oh, wow. I, um, yeah, they're amazing. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it out there. So you are an, yet another uh, example to the, the the list that that I've accumulated of you you benefit in one area by training or performing in a different area. So the improv helped you figure out that formula. So yeah. that you had nobody saying, "What the fuck is this guy talking <laughs> about?" <laughs> it is. Yeah, I guess so. I mean. I think that improv improv teaches you that you can be funny by saying very, very little. Like, people Mm. like context. Yeah. People just like, you can be like, no. And people like, oh, shit, that guy doesn't like that. That Oh, don't put that on his head. He doesn't like that. And people love that shit. Uh And so you can just, like, create these realities that people just are like, no, oh, good. Oh, good. No. <laughs> the, the mind of an audience member uh-huh. is so dumb, but I yeah. love it. Because there's just, yes, yes, no. 
in the right hands, they'll go where you, where you totally. Take them. Yeah. And you you do you have to build that thing. So that's I just love making that like reality, mm-hmm. which is what I loved doing about uh, cartoons. Yeah. I loved like making a thing. That how was did so that, how did this gig happen? Well, <laughs> I I was. Re- <laughs> I watch a lot of Pokemon growing okay. up. Do I have an amazing Ash Catch impression? I do. Thank do you, you so really? much. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, do you want to hear it? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. I wasn't going to do this one. But I guess I will. This is my Ash Ketchum impression, and it is super old. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah! And, <laughs> and so I love cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's hard to say, you know, um, uh, what, what made me do that. But I, oh, that's exactly what I was living in LA. I needed two general classes because I, when I was in, uh, university, I like only, I took a lot of Adderall and I learned a lot about finance. I loved math <laughs> and I thought, like general ed classes are stupid and I never, I hate all the kids in them and they're idiots. Everyone in the general ed class is stupid. I only want to take 400 level classes. Like, I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> I guess I just liked to feel better than everybody else. Uh-huh. And like, that was a metric. I don't know why I use that mm-hmm. metric, but it just, I, I, who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's the military thing going back. This is really healthy for me. Huh. I should get a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I have one. She's my mom. Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> um, okay. So. Uh, oh, you're... so general ed classes. I took a bunch of like writing things. My brother played uh, football at Tulsa. He was a freshman. He was starting like four positions. It was really great. He was probably going to go to the league. We mm-hmm. got to assume. Broke his back. Ooh. So he went into a pretty hefty state of depression, moved in with me, and I was like, hey, let's just go take these cartoon classes. Mm. I'm doing it. You should just get out of the house. Yeah. So we did that, and we we wrote a pretty funny uh, pilot that I got so close to finishing that I never did. Oh, damn it. I mean, it's written. It's mm. out there. It's about Ted Haggard. Do you have a Ted Haggard impression? I don't know who that is. Should I know who that is? <laughs> it's it doesn't. You're matter. looking at me. As, I well, I oh love boy. that people don't know who it oh is. Boy. But he's like Joel Olstein. But oh. when Joel Olstein, I don't know how like how big his following is. But at the height of Ted Haggard, he was the president of Focus on the Family, okay. which is based out of Colorado Springs, and they have a mega church there. But uh-huh. there was 24 million people nationwide into this thing. Wow. And he was a big um, advocate for not letting gay people have rights, including Mm. gay conversion therapy. And he would like, he funded so many gay conversion therapy. Well, guess what? He got caught in Denver with a male prostitute (gasps) doing meth. Oh, shit. (laughs) And so (laughs) that's so Funny that you don't know who no. Ted Haggard yes, is like, because people are walking around still being Christian the yeah. whole time. <laughs> and it's so funny to me because I'm like, well, don't you know? Yeah. It's so funny <laughs> because so it was, it, it started off with like, do you know who the boy who cried wolf? You probably do, but yeah. do you know the wolf that cried boys, boys, boys? <laughs> it's the wolf that cried gay. And his, it was called Ted Wolford and he was haunted by a literal gay demon that worked at Starbucks. Oh. 
Yeah. And it was about him trying to get famous again. Uh-huh. So we'll see if that ever comes out. If you guys know any uh, cartoonists, I'm looking uh, for one. Well, you know. That works for free. Rooster Teeth? Oh, well, so not for free. No, nobody does that. <laughs> no one does that. But it's a really good idea. Yeah. All right. So you're you're doing stand-up and you're you're doing the car- cartoon mm-hmm. uh, magic wizardry, whatever. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to know. It's hard to know. Uh, all right. I want to know wh- where does Paris factor in versus getting to Austin? Where does Paris fit? Fo- yeah. You said you were in Paris for some time. You were doing yeah. the, the modeling thing. But okay. Eating so then, and- yeah. Well, then my manager didn't give me a visa. So I booked a bunch of shows in Paris Fashion Week. Okay. It was amazing. I was like, I'm going to be so fucking America's yeah. Next Top Model. Straight at the time, by the way. Oh. And I actually had a Parisian girlfriend. She uh, was the face of Chloe. Uh, well, I, you know. I was like very much like this is, I was, what, nineteen twenty, And I was like, this is the best thing ever. And then that shit happened to me. But the thing is, like, when your manager from America doesn't get you a visa, the agency wants you to pay for your room. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to pay for my room. That's stupid. You mm-hmm. guys have me over here working. You figure out whatever logistics you need to. Mm-hmm. That's your job. Yeah. Um, and so I basically became very disenchanted with like the whole modeling world. I didn't like it. There was like a lot of like sex, like creepy, you know how, um, sexual harassment's like a thing. Mm-hmm. The male models get so sexually harassed, abused, and assaulted. It is ridiculous. I hated the whole industry. The only people that I felt safe with was the hair people, the hair and makeup. So I um, was like, oh, I should become a hairstylist. So then I... (laughs) that's... Okay. (laughs) So then I went to school for it, became a cosmetologist, um, started working as a... um, a runway, like, hair mm-hmm. designer decided that everybody who ran the runway was really dumb. So then I uh, started, like, producing the shows. Then I started, like, doing all the graphics, creatively designing it. Um, and that's when I got into, like, video editing and, like, all of that. Were you performing at all during all of these adventures? None of that. Okay. Mm-mm. So you put all of that on pause. And for- then I was a, I, I designed underwear for a company i did not know how i don't know how they hired i think they were just like yeah he knows fashion he should design male underwear (laughs) (laughs) so then i did that for a while decided i hated all of them and quit then that's when i moved to san diego oh so then it was san diego then it was san diego after all of that okay so you went back to san diego basically right well i went to school in orange county okay which is more LA. It's like real it's like Long Beach. Okay. It's like uh, think okay. yeah, yeah. Laguna Hills. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let so then Laguna San Hills. Diego. Is that Wine Mom? Yeah, San Diego's Wine Mom. Okay. Life. And then improv. Mm-hmm. And then Colorado. Mm-hmm. Then Austin? Then Austin. So why Austin? Uh, my sister was running a uh like one of those boot camps for software engineering. Okay. And she gave me a really good price on it, which was like, I think they're like $15,000, but I only had to pay five. Um, and, and I was in a cast, 
still or uh, a, a brace still. So I was like, yeah, I'll just do that. Hmm. Then, so you were giving up the uh, insurance of Colorado for... Oh, I still have that insurance. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still have that insurance. <laughs> and dental. You do have fabulous teeth. Thank you. <laughs> I wish... Yeah, we've we've talked about uh, doing a video element of, of this because you know all the all of the big podcasts. Not that we're big, but you know all the podcasts now do the video. And I just wish people could see like the swagger <laughs> which you said. <laughs> oh, I still have health insurance. <laughs> I also crossed my legs. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So now you know what I mean when I say nonlinear. Yeah, it's absolutely. hard to know. Yeah. And a lot of people go like, wow, that's impressive. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's not. That's what you call privilege. <laughs> I'm like, it, yes. that's all it is. Every like fun fact about yeah. me wasn't my choice. Mm. Like I just like moving around a lot. I was born that way into yeah. that family. Uh, going to a nice school. Great. Thank you. I model in Paris. And it wasn't chosen how I fucking <laughs> look. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like everything about me is just like that. So that that's my current like state in life, which uh -huh. is like, all right, how do I get some control mm. over any of this? Because I've just fallen ass backwards into everything. everything. So that's what this whole year has been about for me, which is like, okay, I have I have all these things. Where do I want to go with all these things? Mm. Like, how can I like? I don't know. I have a little bit of mix in the paint. Like, instead of just like, oh, now I painted all this. Like, mm -hmm. what about the color? Like, looking into the depth and the detail and the elements. So that's why I started uh, writing this web series. Because uh, I don't know if you know this, but when I'm on stage, I always lie. I lie the entire time. <laughs> um <laughs> It's not fun for me to talk about my reality and people get overburdened when I say like, oh, my, my mom is in an abusive relationship. People are like, oh no. Uh. Like, no, it's hilarious because he's 5'4". <laughs> <Like, laughs> and, and then you're like, oh no, should I feel bad for him? I'm like, no, he's a multimillionaire lawyer. And he's just an asshole. And they're like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's good. You're like, no, it's, it's fucking complicated and it's hilarious. And they're like, no, 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 no. talk more about your sing songs. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Or like my grandpa's Alzheimer's, people really step back. They're like, wow, that sounds painful. I'm like, I know, but it's also hilarious because his brain doesn't work. <laughs> like, so I, I rarely talk about that. So I've been lying about having a kid because everybody always asks me, uh, why don't you do more stuff like Jim Gaffigan? And it's like, because I'm not a fucking 50-year-old huh. Catholic man. <laughs> like, that's just, I don't have a fucking kid. I, like, I never <laughs> make the leap looking at you and say, Colton, you need to be more like Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. That's well, well, if you saw how successful he is. Well, you I mean, might, yes, sure. You we should might, all be Jim Gaffigan. We should all be case. Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> And he's so approachable, and he doesn't have to talk about the dirty stuff. Right. You know, just hot pockets. <laughs> and so um, I was like, okay, well, I'll just – I don't have to have anything. Hmm. I Like, I, I do a lot of touring, and I you, like, the thing you learn about touring is nobody fucking knows you, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. And so it, it just allows you to be whoever you want to be. And so I've been lying about having this kid, mm -hmm. and um, 
And people seem to like it, so we turned it into a web series. Ah. It's coming up pretty soon. And it's about a 10-year-old boy that I adopt, played by Ariel Isaac Norman, which is so <laughs> funny. If you don't know Ariel, she's a 40-year-old woman. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, not 40. Come on. I don't – I think I – th- no. She's, I, no, I'm, she I'm, she's not 40. She can't be. But she's older than you think she is. Really? Yeah. Okay. And she's great. I love her so oh, much. She's, she's amazing. Yeah. She's so funny, and she just brought so much snark to this. Is this an animated or live action <clears throat> series? Live action. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. That's why it's even it's even better. And she <laughs> plays. It. It's so funny. She also <laughs> plays this conservative um, middle America kid because that's just where she came from. She yeah. wears a hat that says "Hello, my name is Republican." I'm like. <laughs> She just hates me so uh-huh. much, which is like a little bit of our real relationship. Like, I don't know if she really likes uh-huh. me. <laughs> and I think the answer is no, but she did the show. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so good. Well, if you paid her, she'll do the show. Yeah, she did. <laughs> She's that is- very like, okay, my talents deserve to be paid. Totally. And I did. She's the only one who got paid on the entire show. <laughs> she don't mess around. <clears throat> She's good. She deserves it. So uh, this web series is going to be coming out when? Well, it was supposed to come out two weeks ago. Okay. But editing takes a lot longer yeah. than I thought. Also, I'm not editing it. So a lot of that's mm-hmm. up to the editor um, when he's going to do that. And how long is... Uh... <laughs> it's a three-series, okay. uh, three-episode, six-minute series. Okay. And uh, at one point... I was gay for guns, so I went assless chaps around in Austin with a big flag that said, come and take it. And boy, were people fucking pissed off at me. <laughs> they were so imagine. mad. <laughs> in, but in Austin, that is actually a little surprising. Well, it's because I was an assless chaps <laughs> and a big flag that said, come and take it. They didn't know if I was pro or anti-guns. <laughs> And that makes – confusing people uh-huh. makes people mad. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It makes them that. so mad. <laughs> so you know the big Austin mural? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but – Oh, it was on your Instagram page. So okay, I yeah. Saw it. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the owner came out while I was there and was like, what's your message? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't really have one. Uh, it's just, I guess more of a conversation starter. He's uh-huh. like, well, this is trademark. Don't use it. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so I think I'm the first person <laughs> – to take pictures. And people are taking pictures by that all day yeah. long. And he just comes up, don't, don't use that. I don't know. Either he hates the gays or hates guns. We either love them or we hate them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, so web series. Uh, you have hosted a couple of uh, recent shows, The Comedy Sellers and uh, Over the Rainbow. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I'm not one, like, I didn't mention it in, in the introduction, but you have, you know, revealed that you are gay. These shows, uh, well, I don't know about the comedy sellers, but Over the Rainbow is, okay, is it? It was Oops. originally started as a queer show. Okay. Um, but then it became more for me booking one straight person hmm. because I, I want Austin comics to be good. Like, if I'm from Austin, I want everyone to go, oh, you're from Austin? Mm-hmm. They have an amazing comedy scene. You must be great. Yeah. So I wanted the straight comics to have to feel awful. 
<laughs> I, like I want them to feel different because uh-huh. like every show I'm the gay one. Yeah. I mean like especially in Austin we don't have many black people so like they're always booked to be the black one. Like yeah. not they're fucking hilarious. Yeah. I mean they the people that I know are right. so funny. I mean like they're so funny but they have to deal with that shit right. in Austin. It's just like the fact that you're the token straight person on our mm-hmm. show like I want you to feel weird. I want you to feel yeah. like how do I navigate this so that you can have some perspective? So that's what it became. Okay. And how have the street comics responded to that? They love it. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. You get to, like, I've seen them, like, be more free where they, like, make fun of themselves. Uh-huh. Or, like, they're like, wait, am I allowed to talk about my girlfriend here? Like, I was like, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> because people always call me dirty. I'm like, I'm really not that dirty. Uh-huh. Like, I, 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 I. I, I don't think I am at least. Yeah. And, and it's mostly like, I'm just saying every joke you're saying just about my life, mm-hmm. which just happens to be with a dude. Yeah. I'm like, that's all. And, and so like, I, I like that. And I think that it does help people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or it doesn't. And I'm just boastful about my own show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, uh, I brought, I was touring when I first started it. I was touring every, like the first, two months so i had to have somebody guest host it and that was andrew horniman and trace holt and then later on um i decided that i hated producing shows because i was doing two weekly shows and then this monthly show oh wow i had uh, a show at a porn shop it was, it was <laughs> called oh a pleasure party and we oh, would, I, I remember this show. And people would come, like, uh-huh. we would have a sex bird at the end, and people could ask any question they want about mm-hmm. any toy that was in the store. And it, it was so much fun. But we had to, like, bring in chairs, and I hated that. <laughs> and I didn't even bring in the chairs. Holly brought in the chairs. <laughs> but I hated feeling bad that she did that. <laughs> you know? So it was just like, producing shows is so much work. Yeah. And I hated it. Like, I like hosting now. When I first started, I hated hosting. Hmm. When I I started, my first show in Austin was um, with Andrew Horniman, and it was at Comedy Cellars, at Cellars Underground, and I hated hosting so much that we would co-host the show, but he would open up for, like, 10 minutes, Uh and then we would slot me in to, like, feature, basically, Uh for the headliner. I would eat a bunch of shit, and then the headliner <laughs> would come up. <laughs> like, and it, like it made me comfortable in Austin, but yeah. like, why? Why did I think I deserve that? <laughs> I, I don't know. And so when people people talk shit about people that do that, but like honestly, that gave me so much stage time. Mm. It gave me all the, like the room to grow. And like, I recommend it for everybody. Yeah. Like, it's shitty of you to do. <laughs> but do but it. like do it but do it because you're gonna get better like yeah put yourself out there have everybody be like whoa that's the wrong way to do it you're like i know <laughs> but no one else is booking me because i'm weird on stage <laughs> and i make people feel weird and i get too drunk oh no yeah so that was my first but then you know just fucking do it yeah okay being in Austin, where we have a great improv scene, we have a great stand-up scene. Have you have you gone back into improv at all? Yeah, um, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay on the improv here. 
it's a little different. It's more narrative based or like, mm. or short form. I'm more like a herald and like straight game. Like, bit. Okay. it's just basically like a bit. You just run bits mm-hmm. the entire time and then you try to like build them out. For some reason, I can't find anybody that plays game here. Cold Town does it a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, but I do, um, I do classes or I do shows at the Hideout Theater mm-hmm. because I just need to be around not comics. Like, it's weird to say, but, like, <laughs> improvisers are not comics. Yeah. They're real, real people mm-hmm. with enough money to pay for fucking <laughs> improv classes. <laughs> like, you're just like, what job do you have? And they're like, oh, I'm a software developer at Dell. Like, I'm a logic engineer. And you're like, how do you fucking, what? <laughs> you talk to any comic, they're like, I'm struggling really yeah. hard. I'm a waiter, you know? Yeah. So it was just like, it's 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 nice to be around those people. And also, like, the improvised people are so nice and, like, genuine. Yeah. And so, like, my dark stuff there really makes them uneasy. Mm. And not only do I like that as, like, a game of, like, how uncomfortable can I make these people, but, like, also it's nice because Middle America is also, like, improv, Hmm. where they're like, oh, no, that makes me feel sad. (laughs) And you're like, feelings? Get the fuck over those! (laughs) So I feel like it grounds me to, like, go touring in America Mm -hmm. instead of just, like, the liberal cities, which I love doing yeah because austin's not really that liberal really that's how i feel huh i mean you go to to denver and you're like oh, this is a bon appetit <laughs> like portland seattle la like they out liberal the shit out of us we're not even really that weird uh, compared okay. to like anywhere else in texas yeah. sure but not compared to big cities. Like New York. Yeah. Place is weird. Yeah. Even Miami's fucking weird. <laughs> You've been to Miami? Place not. is fucking weird. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> I have an amazing Rick James impression. I think hey, really? I well, Rick James? I, oh please. <laughs> I don't know if it's good. I only just formulated this one on the way over here. <laughs> Listening to Dan Carlin? No, I was actually. He just came out with a new book. <laughs> a book? Oh yeah. My God. <laughs> it is. How do you measure toughness? And I was like, no, 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 Colton, listen to this of Rick James. I was like, <laughs> pain before pleasure. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. He's so funny. Rick James is one of my favorite. <laughs> it's so good. Give it to me, baby. <laughs> so good. Uh, again, this might be Non-linear. I get yeah, it. No, this is what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, no. You've <laughs> mentioned a couple of times Turing. Uh, I know that uh, the last time I sat down with, with Ariel for, for an episode, uh, she had not... She had not started doing the touring thing where she went into the smaller towns just to, you know how do people respond to a person like me kind of tour? And now I think she's, she does that pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that, were you influenced by her or what, what is it about touring that, that uh, appealed to you? The first time I went on tour, it was too soon. I was not ready. Mm. And that's why I did it. I mean, I'm, I do shows most days now, 
But when I first started, I was doing shows like once a month, and I was like, I got another show next mm-hmm. month. <laughs> like, And so it was like, how do I get another show? Oh, I have to drive. The first out-of-town show I did was in Waco. And... Um, and I was like, I'm not ready for this at all. And I wasn't, but they loved me. And I was like, what? I'm going to go on tour all the time. So just like, I didn't realize how many opportunities Austin had at the time because I wasn't getting booked on any of those shows. Mm -hmm. So I would just go anywhere anyone would book me and I would just drive however far I had to. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wasn't influenced by Ariel because I really hated Ariel the first year. <laughs> I love her now. <laughs> <laughs> but she was the person who was telling me, like, no, you're doing this all wrong. Like, mm. do, like you're not, do not feature for your own show. <laughs> mm. And I was like, I hear you, but no. Yeah. So, like, we bombed heads a lot. Um but now I'm like, yeah, I, I totally get why she said that. Yeah. I'm so happy I did not listen to her. But yeah, we didn't we did not we did not groove at first. Or maybe I made that up in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, anybody that does know Ariel, uh what I take away from her personality is everything is very like she really has battled and may still be battling with O C D. Process is very important to her. Mm-hmm. And so I think she I would imagine she just has a hard time with people who aren't following a linear process. And so that's probably, I would imagine that that's part of, of it is you're, you've never been interested in linear. No. (laughs) That's been your whole life. My whole, if honestly, the reason I left the doctor was because I was like, Oh, I know what my life's going to look like in 10 years. Mm. Why do it? Yeah. Like, why would you do the thing that you know? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But you're sitting at this crossroad where you're trying to not be this, oh, you know, spaghetti on the wall. Let me chase that thing or that thing. Yeah. I think You're overcoming like a lifelong part of you. Well, I've been really into Sam Harris. Are you familiar? I am familiar. So I've been really into mindfulness and noticing the details. Mm-hmm. So I think that forever I thought, if you know what your life's going to look like in 10 years, then you're pretty sure of yourself. Mm. <laughs> Opposed to like, what could, like this entire time there's been like a little bit of a breeze in here, but we didn't notice it once. Yeah. <laughs> but that's only because like the focus that your brain allows, like, it's all this information is happening, whether you like it or not. Yeah. So I think that for me right now, I'm noticing all of the ingredients to what's happening. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of just like tasting, I'm like, oh, is that the salt we want to use? Let's use a different type of salt. And so I'm, I think that I'm paying more attention to my variables rather than expecting my output to be a specific thing. Hmm. So I'm enjoying the process a lot more, but boy, am I so busy and I, and I don't, I love having free time. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like I just went to Nashville and I was going to do shows and then I didn't do shows mm-hmm. and I went crazy. So I don't actually love free time. Huh. I'm going to take that back right now. <laughs> I go stir crazy. 
uh, when you don't have free time or when you when, do have exactly oh. exactly okay. both. Yeah, I don't I don't like a lot of free time. People know this about me, and they're like, I show them my calendar, and they're like, "Are you insane?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, I'm doing another boot camp, so from nine to five every single day, I'm learning AI, and then I wow. do shows at night. And then I still have to hang out with my boyfriend's friends. And that seems like the biggest waste of time. <laughs> like, I, I love them. They're great. I know what I'm saying. <laughs> He's like, but they're in town. I'm like, I know, but I don't love them. <laughs> but I love you. So I guess I'll go hang out with yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a... Yeah. yeah. Pros and cons. Totally. And it's like, is this a relationship? <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. I have no idea. I had a, I had a fight with with well, it wasn't a fight. Oh, okay, it was a fight with mine because uh, he wanted to do something. <laughs> he wanted to go to a UFC fight. Okay, and uh, <laughs> 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 he would agree with you. Okay, he cool. would one hundred percent agree. With you. And I didn't because it was going to be going with his friends too. And you know he boiled it down. And after that, I was like, okay, I get it. I can, I can get off my high horse now. Um, you're still spending time with that person. Mm -hmm. And whether it's with other people around or without, you're still spending time with that person. Yeah. And, you know, that's a little bit of that mindfulness uh, totally. influence that, you know, you can get past. Totally. And just like watching somebody enjoy something for some reason is enjoyable for our body. Yeah. Our bodies love it. And yeah. we're like, oh, that guy loves that. Yeah. No, he doesn't like that. No, <laughs> yeah, no. Our brains are so dumb. He our loves brains are so brains dumb. brains bashed in. Yay. To yeah, or that. <laughs> he's like, no. And you're like, yeah, because he loves it so much. And he's like, ah. Put his elbow in. Like, well, our brains are so dumb. They are. They truly the, the are. The more you think about it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go like, oh, this is, uh, uh, what is it? As an essential design. This is God. This is perfect. Do people ever tell you that? That God designed us perfect we, and we're exactly how we're supposed to be. I mean, it is a, quite a miracle that we are. That we exist? I mean, you, if you we're really very, wanted, very lucky. there's so many practical things about our, you know. But we, our mouths should be on the top of our head. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Are we going back to sex? Because that's where I'm at. I'm trying to think. What? Why? Why would your mouth be on the top of your head for sex? Your mouth shouldn't be okay, used for well, sex. I'm hetero, so, you okay. know, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, then there you go. Why the hell are men's Wait. prostates in their assholes? That makes no fiscal sense. It fiscal. makes no fiscal sense. Because the amount of money I have to spend on making sure it doesn't look like an asshole, and it's like, if it looks and quacks like an asshole, it's a duck. And fuck my duck, buddy. <laughs> you know? And so it's like, did God design that? And if so... Why are, our mouths should be on the top of our head because gravity would love it if our body processed like on a downward angle, you know. Okay. But then you have to put all these kinks and turns in it so that it takes longer. But why does it need to take longer? Why can't you just invent like a good stomach that doesn't take all that, right? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I just like it. We're like, if, if God was inventing us and just say, uh -huh. 
I, have you ever seen like a, a three-year-old make something? You're like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I imagine God. I was like, hey, God, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm just um making the guts. <laughs> He's like, why? Why is there so many guts? He's like, oh, I just wanted it to be that way. <laughs> So that they could learn uh, colon cancer lessons. What's colon cancer? Oh, it's this disease I'm going to teach them about later on in life. It's going to be really hard on the family, but they're going to love me more for it. Uh (laughs) Like, why did you make all that shit, God? Oh, you wouldn't understand. No one gets me. (laughs) Like, what a fucking weirdo. So one of the video clips that I watched of you was the uh, Comedian of the Year, the San Antonio competition, I believe, although it looked like the background was at Denver Comedy Works. Uh, and oh, the I know clip was about, yeah. of the Bible. Yeah. Uh, Jesus was, fan fiction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was so good. And it is, throughout this conversation, it is so hilarious to me how much biblical and religious stuff <laughs> you find and so twist. Funny, it's so funny because <laughs> for a big part of my life, I had to go to church like twice a week. Oh, okay. And I even at that like at a young age, I just remember being like, "What? <laughs> Wait, that story's about what?" And I just have so many examples of that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to say like take seriously, but as soon as you do, mm-hmm. it becomes hilarious. Yeah. Like all those things, people just like like. Well, it's just like a metaphor. You're like, for what? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, um, he had to rape her. It's like, no, he no. didn't. <laughs> he didn't have to do that. <laughs> and yeah, ugh, don't even get me started. Unless you want to. <laughs> oh, on that note, I pretended to be Jewish for a couple of years. Oh. Right now, do you want to know why? Sure, of free trip to Israel. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And did you do it? Yeah. I'm actually wearing the uh, <laughs> the shirt, the Israeli forces shirt, which is complicated. You know, people really think they have an understanding no, about the... I don't think so. People are like, no, it's either, it's, it's like, they're fine. It's like, it is so complicated. Yeah. And I think that if it wasn't complicated, people would have figured it out right now. But then I really think it's the billionaire's class's problem. Hmm. And not my problem. Oh, well, yeah. Unless you're a billionaire. I wish. Well, whenever I would be such an... If I was a billionaire <laughs> and living like I do, people would be fucking pissed. They're like, wait, you don't even pay most of the time. I'm like, I know, but like, poof. How do you think I got this rich by spending all my money? Yeah. You're just like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, billionaires. <laughs> A uh, bit of a show, bit of a socialist, yeah. bit of a socialist. I don't know what it means though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know a lot about e- econ, and so I'm worried about where my belief system's yeah. gonna like. If if I had my way, I'm worried about it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I'm worried. Mm. Okay, I I know that you you have adopted a kid, right? I actually have a real kid. You kn- okay? I was like, that's and, a yeah. I was like, that's yeah, a lie. I know. <laughs> okay, cool. Know. And uh. When as they grow up, they start asking harder and harder questions, and I found myself really stumped by what's the difference between socialism and communism. I'm like, oh, I don't, 
you know, I can't really get into the specifics. I don't know. Okay. Right now, I can't why... get into the specifics. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> Just t- treating him like, like a PR. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next question. Yeah. Uh, I think we already answered that. You'll see that in my statement. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Who sent you? You fake news? <laughs> this is the problem with CNN, you asshole. <laughs> Asking all the hard questions. <laughs> Shit. You know, because I I'm I'm very uh, socially liberal. Uh, I don't know about all the other stuff, but uh, I was somehow able to, you know, deflect the question and say, "Yeah, that's why the Republicans hate the concept of socialism because they think it's going to immediately lead to communism. Therefore, Republicans are bad." Oh, <laughs> nice. You should Which be is probably not based in a whole lot of reality, but I. You know, talking points. That's what I what I hear. I don't think true communism has ever existed. Well, neither has true capitalism. We talked about capitalism oh. too, and I'm like, yeah, no, you know, true capitalism doesn't exist because you can't you can't have the free market because you you have to have some kind of government regulation. Yeah, I mean, I hmm, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, a true capitalist society, and I have no idea. Even even with this didn't get me started. Even with their, they're like, oh, we don't have. You're just like, you know, what? we pay. There's a helium subsidy. The government <laughs> pays for helium because in World War One, we thought that uh, air blimps were going to be a big thing, mm. and we're going to need a lot of air blimps. Yeah. Well, they never changed the rule on that, and so we still <laughs> subsidize helium. Yeah. And we don't have money for fucking healthcare. <laughs> no, it's like we, no. we. Okay, just <laughs> I know that a lot of people think like, okay, it's so. I don't know the problem, right? Mm-hmm. I can't vastly think about it. But like, if we paid our doctors, like, you think about how many like needy people are out there that mm-hmm. would love an education. What if we just mm, gave them a bunch of money, sent them to school, and now we have a bunch of doctors, right? <laughs> right? Right. Why wouldn't we want that? Yeah. Why wouldn't we want to like invest in our country so that we could like take care of our people so that I don't know, they didn't have to worry about being sick and they could like invent the cure for um if you that app What? <laughs> I was going to say cancer but then I was like no 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 make a non-medical thing yeah, up and yeah. then I was like no most people just invent apps these days. <laughs> There's an app for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, maybe we should just let everybody get sick and die. <laughs> All right, I'm back to being a Republican. Yeah. My bad. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's cool. No, no, no. <laughs> Climate change isn't, isn't real. <laughs> I only think Clearly. in binary terms. If I think that, then this. Ugh, 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 ugh. <laughs> well, you know. It's hard to say. Yeah. Com- compared I've been, to how trying, we go I've been trying to convince my mom that she's liberal. Because she, do you know that when I was 18 years old, I was able to vote in my first election and I, and it was Obama was up for election and I thought I am not going to vote for him. (gasps) So I voted for Palin. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so like, I'm so glad she didn't win, but like there was a time in my life when I was like, of course, Sarah Palin. That's such like uh, a. Have you ever felt been wrong so oh, wrong? No, I, I I did the same thing. My first uh, national election, I voted Republican, oh, and never since. It's so funny. Yeah. I just I 
I just love the feeling. I'm so happy I did that because I've like, there's times in your life where you, you're so wrong about something <laughs> and you're so convinced. Yeah. And that later on in your life, you're like, okay, wait, I was really wrong about that. Let's hear everybody out. <laughs> like, let's be a little bit more objective, yeah. have some perspective, allow a little bit of like those negative thoughts to come in. Yeah. And stop being such an asshole about it. Can you just imagine being right about everything your whole life? <laughs> Fuck those people. <laughs> Well, my antidote was growing up in a small town, hence the voting Republican, but then oh, yeah. going to UT. Oh. <laughs> so I got immersion into liberalism and, you know, oh, open thinking, open-minded thinking. Ah, okay. I went to a pretty Republican school mm-hmm. in Orange County, which is pretty Republican. Yeah. But you can't think small town in in California. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just too many different types of people. Yeah. That every, like, formula you have about the world, you're just like, oh, no, I'm wrong. <laughs> that person is just a clear evidence of me being very wrong. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I, I don't – so I don't hate people that are, like, Republican. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, you just – just go learn. I, I, I understand. Right. I get it. Just go learn. Yeah. And I'm not calling Republicans dumb. I'm just saying – how often do you change your point of view? I hope I, I hope, and that's and that's been our podcast. Thank you all for listening. My name is Colton Downing, and I'll be back for a big old series. It's coming up. It's uh, big. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I ran out of steam there. <laughs> I listened to a lot of uh, This American Life, but I ran oh. out of steam. <laughs> Is that, well, I have a wonderful Ira Glass impression. Okay. No, I do well, not. Oh, I do God. not. <laughs> I, this is Mar- I saw him live, though, and yeah. I was so upset he was 16. <laughs> I thought he was 17 years old. I was <laughs> like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and they started dancing, and it was like, oh, adorable. Do you have a – okay, this is a this is a far out question. Do you have a David Sedaris impression? You seem like you would be able to do oh. a Sedaris. <sighs> No, I don't. Yeah. I, I listen to a lot of I love David Sedaris. Yeah. And my Dave Sedaris always comes out like Craig from South Park. <laughs> Hi, my name is Dave Sedaris. <laughs> it's also my Kai Krebs and Preston. It's really silly and I'm really upset about a lot of things. That is okay. <laughs> it's pretty good. I also I saw I had my the other impression that I was that I'm really impressed with. And I really need Chris Hills to get famous because I have the best Chris Hills impression. Oh, do it, do it, do it. I got to hear it. Because he was just last episode, right? Uh, yes. And yes. Go, go check it out. Yeah. And then tell me how fucking good this impression is. Now, I, I, I don't know. I mean, all, all these, all the bitches. I get all the bitches. I'm just kidding. I don't get any bitches. <laughs> It is pretty good. That is very good. That is very impressive. <laughs> I'm a, I mean, ah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I, you know, I would need him to get famous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Could, you could feature for him, and then it would all just sound like Chris Hills. And he'd be time. so mad at me. I don't think, I don't think he likes my impression. I've told him oh. that I have this impression. I don't think he likes it. It's... <laughs> not his favorite it's gotta be weird though if you're a performer and somebody just you know hey i can do an impression of you (laughs) i would love it i mean 
I think that people just like gravitate, like, oh, I'm cold and dowling, I'm singing. But it's like, eh, no, do do a little better. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm very, you know, I get it. You uh-huh. want to, you know, but do better. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any impressions? Uh, n- no, other than inadvertently people tell me when I read that little introduction thing that yeah. I sound very, you know, Terry Gross-like and, and NPR. Yeah. I thought you know, that. Yeah. I thought that a lot. But that's not by any design. Oh, okay. So. You just you reading. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't want to do any legit impressions. Okay. All right. Well, if yeah. I think of any more, okay. I can do. I do we're, a we're, really we're... offensive deaf person. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It is offensive. <laughs> and with that, but... we're going to have to. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to start wrapping up. <laughs> this is an un. An... Non-offensive impression zone here. Oh, no. I wasn't going to do it. I... No, no. I was just a joke. <laughs> because inherently that would be offensive. <laughs> yes. uh, okay. Are there any projects that we ha- that you haven't brought up, that we haven't talked about, that uh, you want to talk about before we start wrapping up? I mean, it's really... the I'm throwing all the eggs into that Jean-Claude thing. Um, I have a couple of... Other scripts I'm working on, uh, and uh, I shouldn't I shouldn't bring it up. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, it's a little. It's a Jesus sketch series, um, <laughs> because I love. I just love reading the Bible. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> it's not good for me, but <laughs> I do it anyways because it's it's maybe my favorite comedy uh-huh. of all time <laughs> because pe- because everything about comedy that's funny is taking it serious. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you should earnestly believe this setup so that I can deliver this punchline. And the entire book is that there are people going around like Jesus is a Prince of peace. And like, there's a direct quote that says something along the lines of like, it's Matthew 34, I think. And it's like, uh, those who think that I have come in peace are wrong. I have come to bring a sword and wrath. And it's like, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? It's great. So JT Kelly is going to play Jesus. (laughs) Oh, my God. Which is my favorite Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) The JT Kelly Jesus. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Look him up. JT Kelly. He's so funny. Yeah. Ah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up. Okay. And I'm going to give you your closing question. Okay. Which I'm really fascinated to hear what you Uh, come uh up with. One word to describe your future. (laughs) Nonlinear. Okay. Um, (laughs) um, uh, Future. I just... um, Wow. I have not... I, I hate that it has to be one word. And I'm just going, because I'm not really a word person. I I like numbers. Mm. So I'm going to give you the number 26. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just write down 27? You goddamn. I don't know why. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I said 26. You son of a bitch. <laughs> this is what journalists always do. They twist their fucking words. I said my future is going to be 26. And you wrote down 27. See, if we had video, I'd be like, see, I wrote, <laughs> fixed it. Oh, my God. And anybody that knows me, I'm a, I'm a math and numbers person, so it's really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> 26. I actually, as a um, 
I was living with, we'll call him a trust fund kid uh, in LA, and we had this wonderful apartment, and his dad built Walgreens. So when I graduated Jeez. hair school, he got Walgreens tattooed on the inside of his lip, and I got 26. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, there he does. I don't like. Oh, so I have, that's not your future fake news. This is, <laughs> this no, is, this is no, your no, past. No, 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 no. <laughs> I also, now that we're talking about tattoos, I did this random show where they tattooed you while you did your set. Holy and, shit. Uh, and so I have Satan tattooed on my foot and, and on my other the foot. The word or a picture? A, uh, a little image. Oh, okay. And on my left foot, I'm going to get Satan in drag. <laughs> I just think that that's a sassy Satan, yeah, and I like that. I like that about that. And then Bam Margera, remember him? Uh, that name sounds familiar. He was but... a skater. He was from, um, what is that? Not Wild Boys. He was from Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I think I, I am. Yeah, my boyfriend told me about this guy. Okay. Yeah. He's nutso. Yeah. Um, well, I, he's not. That's very harsh. He has, <laughs> he hurt his brain. <laughs> He has CTE. Mm. Is that the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. cerebral, whatever, traumatic, whatever, embolism? Is that right? I did I just do it? Did I do it? I don't know. I don't know the, the acronym. For um, it. There's no CTE. He, he was like, hey, my name's Bam. He closed the show out. <laughs> it is one of the weirdest shits I ever did. It was DeKalb, Illinois. Oh, yes. Iowa? No, Illinois. DeKalb, Illinois. Why do you know it? I used to live in Chicago. Oh. So then you know how weird of a thing I just did. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yep, that was with Martin Hen. We were on tour for a while because I did this podcast called Season Vets, and then I stopped it because it's a lot of work. So mm. congratulations on this. This is <laughs> it's so much work. <laughs> it's so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Do you have any other things that you want to say in my ear? No. Do you want to? Do you want to? Okay, because I also have a jo- uh, a Joel Gray impression. Joel Gray. Okay. Mm. Do you want to do it now? I want to close. I want to close. You want to close? I want to close okay. with that. All right. so. you'll, you'll know when we when we close. Okay. Well, that is a wrap on Comedy Wham Presents Colton Dowling. Tell us where we can find you on social media and promote your projects and do your plugs. Find me on Colton Dowling at everything. I just Colton. I have a weird name and everybody can find me hmm. because of it. Yeah. Colton Dowling. It's very regal sounding. Oh. I also have a wonderful George Decay impression. <laughs> <laughs> Close that with both, or, or no? I just wanted to thank you for having me. <laughs> we, we hope you've enjoyed learning about how Colton got to be the comedic genius just as much uh, as I have. This has been Comedy Wham presents Colton Dowling. I'm Valerie, and that's been funny. Thank you, Colton. Welcome. No, oh, shit. 